If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. Today I'm going to talk about how to shoot a first look. This is a wedding thing. How to shoot a first look when you're all by yourself, when you don't have a second shooter with you. So wedding photographers, if you're especially new to wedding photography, this will be a helpful episode for you. Before I jump in, I wanted to let you know that I have recently updated and rearranged and polished up the PhotoBizHelp website. So go to PhotoBizHelp.com if you're looking for resources to help you grow your photo business. There's a lot of free stuff that you'll want to check out. There are courses and downloads and articles and all kinds of stuff. So go to PhotoBizHelp.com if you want some resources for your photo biz journey. That's PhotoBizHelp.com or PhotoBusinessHelp.com if you feel like typing out that entire word. PhotoBizHelp.com or PhotoBusinessHelp.com. Check it out. Lots of new stuff there that I'm really excited about. I hope you find something useful. I know you will. So today I want to talk about shooting a first look. If you're not familiar with first looks, I can't imagine that you're a wedding photographer and not familiar, but it's essentially when the couple decides to see each other before the ceremony to get some photos and have a little private moment. Most of the time, these are staged. I mean, it's pretty hard not to do it without it being staged. So you're sort of directing one person to stand in one place and the other person to stand in another place. You're inviting them to sort of hold still so you can get a couple of shots. You might pull back and get a wide shot. You might come in close and get some facial expressions. You might shoot over the shoulder, etc., etc. And then generally, the photographer will give the couple a cue to walk towards each other. One of them usually walks towards the other whose back is turned, taps on the shoulder, crying commences, and they have a little moment. So I'm sure you're familiar with this. But in one of the groups that I am a part of on Facebook, someone asked, 
oh, I have a first look that I have to shoot this weekend, but I'm by myself. I don't have my second shooter. Any suggestions? So I chimed in and gave my two cents, of course, which I think has worked really well for me and hopefully will help you. So one thing to remember when going into this is that photography time and real time are two very different things. And what do I mean by that? So when you're shooting lifestyle photography or event photography, the tricky thing about some of the shots is you might have had to like pick up your camera super fast and slide across the floor and get everything focused and perfectly lit in order to get an expression that you anticipated the bride might have or something. So for you in real time, this was like a crazy dash to get the shot. We've all been there where we can kind of anticipate something fun is going to happen and we scramble to get there. And the fact that we got the shot is like amazing. But photo time is this other weird universe where when I'm looking at that photo later on in a different time, a different day, a different hour, sometime in the future... Usually that image just looks like a nice image. I have no idea what the backstory was. I have no idea if that was like right at the moment when X, Y, and Z was about to happen. All I can see is a well-framed, well-lit, pleasant image. Now, I'm not talking about like catching the cork if someone's opening champagne and actually getting lucky enough to catch it in the frame. I'm talking about just average sort of people things. So when doing a first look... Sometimes we get caught in that real-time panic. Oh my gosh, I'm alone. How am I going to get both of their facial expressions at the moment that one of them turns around? And how do I do it if I don't have two people? You don't really do it in real time. You do it in photo time. So to start out, of course, you're going to arrange person A and person B. Usually I like to stand in front of person A, shoot over their shoulder as person B is approaching. And then I like to swap and kind of shoot over the back shoulder of person B at person A. I like to step away and get a wide shot, especially if you're in some place that's really beautiful. Then typically I'll have person B slowly approach person A and eventually tap them on the shoulder. That person then turns around. They're facing each other. They have a reaction. And I like to let them know that, hey, take your time. Chat for as long as you want. I'm just going to be here in the background taking photos of you. So I like to give them that moment. So the orchestrated part is that beginning piece when you're sort of like putting person A and person B in their spots. You're instructing them to just wait for a minute while you can get a couple of different angles. And then usually I'll settle on the expression. The first expression I like to settle on is the expression of person A, which is the person usually turning around, the person that's shoulder is getting tapped. And that's usually because they're the one that person B is trying to really impress and surprise. So I will try for that expression first, and then I'll quickly maneuver so that I can get one of the first expressions of person B. And then I'll swap again and get some of person A and then some of person B. My point is, is that when these are all stitched together in photo time, so when people are looking at these two months later in a different time and place and they see one person crying and the other person smiling and a hug happening and a kiss happening, they don't know that the kiss was two minutes after they saw each other. They don't know that the tears were right when one person turned around. We don't have any context for exactly, unless you're making a GIF, like we have no context for when these things are happening. And that's a good thing. This gives you a lot of freedom and this gives you a lot of room to move around as a photographer. So remember the difference between like real time, this is what I call it, real time and photography time. When you're trying to capture something, a lot of times a month down the road when everyone sees the collection, they're not going to know if you slid across the floor the split second that someone turned around to get that expression or if you just happened to be standing there a minute later and snapped someone's expression. This should take some of the pressure off shooting a first look solo. 
Yes, it's a lot easier with two people, but it's certainly doable with one. And I've shot dozens of weddings by myself. So I can attest to the fact that it works out just fine in photo time. That's all I have for you today. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. I will be back soon. Remember in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key. Have a great day.